Welcome to Guiding Echoes, the show that loves to inspire and empower you to awaken your intuitive abilities and develop your psychic skills. I'm your host, Nicole Antoinette. Join me as we dive into exciting topics such as spirit communication, energy healing, intuition, consciousness, and so much more. The fun begins right now. Happy Tuesday, everyone. It's a beautiful day to be alive. I hope that your day has been fantastic. And if not, let's change that. So you are listening to 105.3 FM New Orleans. This is the UPRN Network. I'm your host, Nicole Antoinette. And I also happen to be a psychic medium, spirit junkie, metaphysical expert, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and as you may know, if you've been watching the show or listening to the show for quite some time, I am obsessed with psychic, metaphysical, and paranormal anomalies. I find all of it enticing and exciting. And our guest later today is going to be the one and only Sean Kelly. If his name sounds familiar, there's a good reason for that. He is also the host of Into the Night with Sean Kelly, which will be airing later today. Um, and he is also one of the hosts of Chasing Prophecy. He is also the founder of Pittsburgh Paranormal um, Society. I think I said that right. <laughs> so stay tuned because he will be joining us in a few moments. Now, if this is your first time watching or listening to the Guiding Echo Show on UPRN, welcome. So glad to have you here. And if you've heard us before and you're coming back, Welcome back. Also want to remind you that you can join us live on our YouTube channel or Facebook page. And by doing so, you can be a part of that conversation. So we love to interact with the people who show up in our chat room. And of course, in doing so, you'll have the opportunity to interact with both myself and with Sean when he comes on later today. So with that, let's go ahead and get started with our weekly reading. So what is the energy for the week? What can we expect? Well, I went ahead and pulled cards for this today. And the deck that I'm using is the Everyday Witch Tarot. This is by Deborah Blake and with art by Elizabeth Alba. This is absolutely one of my favorite decks. Uh, I absolutely love the artwork and the vibe of these cards. They're just so fun. So the very first card that I have here is the Page of Cups. And in the Page of Cups card, we have this person... It's actually a child and she's drawing something. Actually, she's painting something and she's making a mess. <laughs> there is paint everywhere. It's on her face. It's on her shirt. There's paint tubes all over the floor. We can't see what she's painting, but we know that she is using her creative artistic abilities to create something. Now, the cups are the cup, the suit of cups in tarot is associated with intuition, emotions, creativity. And because this is the Page of Cups, which is the first card in the court cards, this indicates to me that you are either contemplating starting something new or you have started a new project. And I think that for many of you, you might be contemplating taking an art class or maybe going to going back to school. Um, I think that for many of you, you're thinking about diving into learning more about your intuition or maybe joining some type of psychic mediumship 
uh, coaching course or maybe joining a new spiritualist church where you can learn how to improve your intuition and how to work with it. So we definitely see that there is something new happening for you in terms of intuition and emotions. Also, I just heard that many of you are torn in your love life. <laughs> I wasn't I wasn't planning on going there today, but that's what I'm feeling. Um, so some of you are torn when it comes to your love life. I see that some of you are are torn in different ways. Some of you aren't sure if you want to go back into the dating realm, but what I'm actually seeing is someone who is torn between, um, I want to say two different people that you're dating. And so you want to start a new relationship with someone, but you're not really sure who to, who to go with. And what I'm actually hearing is you want to go with the person who is actually less charismatic and less, um, showy <laughs> uh, because the person who you are leaning into right now the person who is actually the most fun uh, might actually be kind of narcissistic and isn't who he's pretending to be the person who you're who's a little more boring and stable is actually exactly who he is saying he is and um, he can provide you with more stability but that said, I also see that he, he doesn't have a lot of that pizzazz and fun energy that you want. So, you know, take that for what it's worth. I'm not sure why that came up while I was reading the cards, but it did. So I hope that that message landed for the right person. All right, getting back to the cards. Um, we The second card that I have for you is the Nine of Swords. And the Nine of Swords is a card that has such heavy energy. And what this tells me is that you are afraid of failure. So if you do start this new art class, if you do start this online business, if you do start this online course where you're learning how to expand your psychic abilities, you're afraid that you're not going to do well at it. It's like your imposter syndrome is already kicking in. And sometimes people can feel a deep sense of shame at just the thought of failing. And so this card is coming up for you right now because it's just wanting to acknowledge the challenge that you're feeling when you start something new. Now, keep in mind, whenever we start something new, we're not going to have the most confidence in it right? It's new. It's a new skill. Of course, we don't know how to do that. That's why we're taking a course on it. So failure is actually part of the learning process. And so if you can learn how to fail with dignity, you can also succeed with dignity. And that's a really good energy to be in. The next card that I have for you is the Three of Wands. And this came up, this is the third card. So this is the advice card. And the Three of Wands in this deck shows a woman who is standing, um, she's on a cliff overlooking the ocean and she has her wand out. It looks like she's casting some type of spell because there's all this magic pouring forward from her wand. And I feel like what this is saying is that you want to add magic. You want to add some intention to what it is that you want to create. Now, magic can mean different things to different people. For Wiccans or people who are into witch uh, witchcraft, they might like to do a spell. Maybe they're going to do a candle ritual or or a shaker jar or something like that. Uh, for people who are maybe more religious or spiritual and other means, their form of magic is prayer. Other people like to visualize. Other people like to journal. Those are all forms of magic because 
what magic really is at its core is it setting the intention and speaking it forward. It's becoming so crystal clear on the outcome that you desire, on the results that you want, that you can see it, smell it, taste it, touch it. And when you're able to get all those faculties involved in something that hasn't happened yet, that means that you have generated a good amount of belief and a good amount of energy that you can release into the universe, release into the world to make that thing happen. So ask yourself, what is magic to you? What what can you do to add a form of magic into this thing that you want to intend? Because that is going to be the driving force that allows you to succeed. And also keep in mind that the universe is conspiring with you, not against you. The universe wants you to succeed because whatever dream you have in your heart, that's not there by mistake. That was imprinted on you. Because that desire is part of your purpose. That passion is part of your life plan. So listen to it. Trust it. And ask the universe for help. Use magic to bring it forth. And it will. So the last card I have for you is the results. If you follow the advice that the cards just gave you. And here we have the four of wands. Are you kidding me? The four of wands is a celebration card. It means that the thing that you asked for actually manifested. It means that you're going to succeed. And what I love about this is that you're celebrating with people. This isn't something that you are um, celebrating on your own. You're not just looking at your accomplishment and you don't have anyone to share it with. This shows that you have a form of community now. And my guess is that for those of you who are starting some type of venture or you're starting a new project, or even if you're starting a new relationship, that the thing that you're about to dive into is about to open up a new community for you. And so as you dive into this new thing, you're going to make new friends that are on your same wavelength. So this is your tribe. Guys, this is your tribe, and they're going to be excited for you. They're here to support you. They're here to encourage you, and they are going to celebrate your wins with you. So this is a really beautiful reading, I believe, and I think it's amazing that this is the energy that we're primed for this week. So take advantage of it. So if you're listening to the reading, you're like, oh, that's great, Nicole, but I don't really have a new project that I'm working on. There's nothing new in my life. I'm not going after anything. Okay, cool. The cards are saying <laughs> that this is the week to think about it. You don't have a project going on. Okay. But if you could start something new, if you could take a chance on your dreams, what would that be? What would that look like? How would you even start? It's a really good week to start planning that. And my guess is that the more you contemplate that, You'll start to get excited and you'll want to take action. And as you start to really focus on what you desire to have in your life, and if you can make that a focal point for you, then your thoughts, your actions, your behavior will organically and naturally fall in line with that desire so that what you want has no choice but to manifest. I have seen that happen in my own life time and time again. Whenever I get crystal clear about something, so long as it doesn't involve other people, right? Because we can't really control other people. All we can do is really focus on our own goals and our own desires. And 
if you're able to really narrow in on that and focus, you do start to take actions. Your thoughts start to change. Everything just comes into alignment and the universe brings you what you need in source of usually a community, but definitely resources. And um, that's when magic can happen. So again, that is the energy for this week. I hope you found it helpful. And remember, if you would like a personalized reading with me, I do offer that. You can visit my website at guidingechoes.com for more information on that. You can also send me an email at hello at guidingechoes.com. Also, um, I wanted to mention to you guys that I got really good news from um, my radio producer last week. Uh, this This show is growing um, pretty well. And that makes me excited. However, it, it makes me a little bummed out because I don't know you guys. You guys aren't reaching out to me. What's up with that? So I'd like to invite you to email me at hello at guidingechoes.com. I would love to get to know you guys better. So if you can email me and just, you know, tell me your name, tell me how you found this show. Are you listening through 105.3 FM? Are you listening through iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, um, you know, Spotify? How are you listening? That would just be amazing for me because um, you guys might be getting to know me and that's cool, but I want to know you guys too. So also if you wanted to, if there's a certain uh, person that you would like me to interview on the show, there's a certain topic that you'd like me to cover. If you have questions that you'd like to ask me that you would like to see um, answered on this show, um, let me know. I am I am here for you guys. At the end of the day, this is your show. And if you guys aren't getting something helpful and useful out of it, then it's useless, right? And I want to be sure that uh, this show is helpful to you. So again, email me, hello at guidingechoes.com. Also want to say thank you to Ashley for the $20 super sticker. I very much appreciate it. Of course, every time you guys um, are able to contribute to this show, it helps um, to keep my channel going. It helps to keep Guiding Echoes rolling on. And so, of course, we very much appreciate uh, the super chats and the super stickers. So Ashley, thank you so much. And without further ado, let's bring in our guest, Sean Kelly. Sean is a good friend of mine. He has been a paranormal investigator for quite some time, and he's been on the UPR network with not one, but two shows, which is amazing. So, Sean, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm, yeah. I'm, exci I'm excited. I'm excited. Too. Brutally excited have, here. Yeah. We always have a good time when we get together and chat. So Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, so this isn't going to even feel like a show. This is just two buds talking about paranormal stuff. Exactly. <laughs> I, who is that? What's her name? Tanya? <laughs> Hi, Tanya. How are you? Welcome. Thank you for coming and listening. Yeah. Yeah, how you been, girl? I'm doing pretty good. Today was a pretty good day. How are you? You know, I had to work until 6 p.m. and came home and rushed my dinner so I could be mentally prepared for your show tonight at seven o'clock but so oh no i'm doing great i'm doing great Could are you a ready. coffee drinker oh coffee in the morning iced tea during the day evening and before i go to bed oh okay because i was gonna say if it were me i would have been rushing home making some coffee chugging that <laughs> down be like all right i'm ready for this Trust me, I had the tea ready before I got I left for work tonight. So very, I'm very smart, very smart. So 
in your own words, tell us a little bit more about you and how you came into this whole like paranormal thing. Okay. Um, well, I started, I went to Gettysburg. There, there, there's a big uh, Civil War battlefield up here in Pennsylvania called Gettysburg. And February of 2006, I went up there for my first time. And um, so it was like, uh, you know, I did one of them ghost walks, ghost tours that they have up there, you know. And I, I, I got interested in it, you know. I was like, hey, this is pretty sweet. And so didn't see anything. I didn't even know what I was going to see. But uh, that night I went to a Rite Aid and I picked up a couple of those cameras that you get, you know, that you can get them developed, you know. And the next day I went out and, boy, I took like, what, 48 pictures, you know. And I didn't catch a damn thing, you know. So, But I got home and um, I was at one of our restaurants here in Pittsburgh. I'm from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And... Um, my friend, she was waitressing, Carmen, and I told her what I wanted to do. And I said I wanted to start a paranormal group. Now, at that time, TAPS, Ghost Hunters, they were, they, they've been going at it for about a year. So, I mean, we, I came in at, at the beginning of Ghost Hunting, you know, with the TAPS. And she was all for it. And uh, I went to a meetup.com. And um, and I just asked for people who want to go investigate a cemetery, and I did, and um, and it started from there. March six, two thousand six is when I formed PPS. How fun! And so had had anyone? Uh, I don't mean to interrupt you, but had anyone had experience already, or was this like a completely new, completely group? brand new everything for everybody okay. that was involved with it? Yes. So, uh, and then October 2006, uh, we did our first house. We had our first client. And um, and it took off from there. I mean, we were actually doing two, three times a week for a very long time. But I, I need to express this to you because at the time that when we were really getting full blown into the going to houses, before that, Nobody could talk about different things that are happening um, in their uh, their house. You know, like things are missing, you know, hearing, you know, banging doors and whatever. And when TAPS came out and when we started, people say, hey, it's okay for us to talk about it. But they had nobody to talk to. So they would call us in and do a little investigation, stuff like that. And uh, I'm like, wow. And that's how it started. And we did investigations. And named them. it was just like all clients, two, three times a, a week. We were busy. I can imagine. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, you know, for I know that a lot of those paranormal investigation shows get a lot of slack. And, you know, the, the topic of this is not going to be whether they're fake or not. We're not going into that. But I can say that thanks to those paranormal investigation TV shows and even shows about psychic mediumship, yeah. that's really opened up the door for this to become mainstream. And really, in a lot of ways, has encouraged people to talk about the yeah. experiences they have. 
Exactly. Exactly. But, you know, the sad thing about it was there are so many ghost shows out there on TV now. You know what I mean? And yeah. some of them aren't really up to par. You know what I mean? And uh, they kind of made a bad name for the whole field itself. You know what I mean? Um, a lot of people figured, well, I can grab a camera and I can go to a cemetery. Hey, I'm a paranormal investigator, you know, and not really um, study it, not research it. You know what I mean? Uh, trust me. I mean, I started, uh, you know, like dived right in with that doing it you know but without the research but as time went on then i started and i started talking to people who've done it more people who are more knowledgeable than me but what was really cool about it was um i was introduced to people who practice wiccan um i was introduced to people who taught me about angels and demons and i gotten introduced to people with different types of religion. And that was like really, really fascinating um, because not all the houses that we gone to were, were Catholic, you know what I mean? Some were Buddha, some were Jewish, you know what I mean? Whatever, different types of religion. But what was great about it, okay, was I kind of like had a little bit of a background so I could understand you know, where they were coming through, because there's some things that you can't do in the Jewish house compared to a Catholic house, you know. So uh, that that's the, the real interesting part. And one more thing, because I talk too much. Uh, I like researching the history of the place that we're investigating, okay? Um, you know, we've done a lot of investigations at houses that were born born listen to me that were built in the 50s and 60s you know what i mean <laughs> built and, born same thing <laughs> <laughs> yeah if you look at it like that yeah and um and then some investigations we went to they were like new housing plans you know what i mean and and people are like wait a minute how can i have a ghost i'm young everybody's still living you know what I mean? Um, so I'm like, ah, what was, what people, what were living there at the time before the houses were built? Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I know there's a place out in uh, Penn Trafford that we've done three or four times. And not too far from where this housing complex was um was a revolutionary war battle there it's called bushy run and um so we we've had a lot of soldiers you know settlers and stuff like that yeah so i, I like indulging in the history behind the places that we go to well, that's good because that also shows that not only are you prepared, but you're interested and you're passionate and you take this seriously because like you were saying earlier, anyone can just go in with a camera and maybe a recorder and try to get some evidence. But in doing that, 
you're not really showing any level of additional care or expertise. And so I think that for any investigator who takes the time to really dive into the property, to me, that shows that you're genuinely into this, like you genuinely mm -hmm. care and you're willing to take that extra step to devote your own time and energy into figuring out what's happening exactly. in that location. Uh, Ta Tanya has a question for me. May I read yes, it? Yes, she does. Yeah. So, Sean, have you seen a full body spirit? Yes, I have. Many times. I've seen a lot of them. And um, they're normal. <laughs> Honest to God, I have no problem with them. Sometimes they talk to me, sometimes they don't. You know, it's just like I got a good story. I got to tell you about this. Oh, let's hear it. Let's hear it. I'm excited. Yeah. <laughs> At work today, right? So I'm cleaning the meat room. I'm a meat cutter for John, uh, not John Eagle Shop. Safe here. <laughs> and then, honest to God, I'm cleaning the slicer, and I heard a female's voice. This is true, honest to God, true. Heard a female's voice, turned around, and we have them swinging doors, right? I saw a little. I saw a girl, a lady, with a white coat on. All right. So in the meat room, we have white coats. In the deli, they got white coats, too. You know what I mean? So I'm like, okay, what do they want? Because usually if the deli needs me to go over to the seafood to, you know, deal with customers, right, then they'll come over and get me. Sure. I went over there to the deli. Nobody, no woman was there. They were men. You know what I mean? And I, I just got, like, the massive chills coming up and down my spine because – you know, I know the place is haunted. Absolutely, right. it is. There's no doubt about it. But to catch me on, surprisingly, that kind of like floored my butt. I was like, don't you ever do that again. <laughs> and then 10, 15 minutes later, okay, right by where we were at the meet, there was a dude that was standing. He had to be in his 30s, honest to God. And it was like he was like wrapping the meat. I was like, this is really creepy. But the bad thing, though, was right next to me as I was cleaning another piece of equipment in the meat room, right, there was pounding right next to me on the wall. So I was like, okay, you got my attention. What do you want? And uh, never said anything. He just went away. And uh, so today, was, it, it was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. My show tonight, I'm going to talk about the thinning of the veil, you know, around this time. So, yeah. you got to tune to my show into the night tonight at 11 Eastern Time on UPRN Radio. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and it's funny because I was going to ask you that if you think that maybe this happened because the veil is thinning around this time. Right. So, you mentioned something earlier, and I do want to go back to that before we take on more questions in the chat because we do have some great questions here. Mm -hmm. um, but you mentioned how, you know, people, the, the problem with the paranormal. TV shows is that people will watch an episode or two, grab a camera, go, you know, videotape someplace and they think they're a paranormal investigator. Right. And so, I mean, it makes sense why people would do that, right? They're trying to follow the instructions that they've seen and they, they want to get into this. And, um, you know, like in most things, TV is not always the best example, <laughs> especially no comment. for entertainment. Yeah. No comment. <laughs> <laughs> So not saying that what you see on TV is wrong. I'm just saying, you know, things are heavily edited and you don't always get, you don't always get the full spectrum. 
Right. So for people who do want to get started as a paranormal investigator, what should they do? Should they look for a team? What type of equipment do they look for? Like what, what's the best way to get started? What I highly recommend is to find a group in your area. Okay. Um, a good paranormal group, you know, not too serious, but you know, that, that are good at what they do and um, good people to be around with. That is the number one thing I tell everybody. Go to an investigation with somebody or some people who have the experience, you know, because uh, I've had over 150 people in my group over the years that I've been in. Wow. Right? And um, they went out and started their own um, groups and stuff like that. But you know, I would not just give them a camera and go in and say, here, take it. You know what I mean? I, I mean, there was, I had a set plan for the people who wanted to become one, right? Was like, um, you won't do nothing for at least three or four investigations. All I want you to do is to see, A, if you can get, if you can get along with everybody in the group and B, listen to what people have to say. Yeah. And that and that's the big one. That, that that is the number one. And say like you find a group. Um, for me, I'm old school paranormal, so um, I just like a regular K2 meter and um, an EVP recorder. You know what I mean? That's how I need. You know, and a digital camera. <laughs> nice. That's that's it. You know, all the other equipment that they have out there. You know, um, and I mean, I'm talking top of the line stuff, you know. Um, I, I personally, me, you know, my techie guy, he started his own group, but um, which I'm proud of. And um, I, it, it's hard for me to deal with the equipment like that. You know what I mean? Why yeah, some of it can get complicated for sure. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I'm thinking, why don't you just go in with a camera? a digital camera, you know, digital video, you know. My best equipment that I like to use personally right now, and I've been doing it for like the last 10 years, okay, is you've heard of those trail cams, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I got, uh, I bought three more, so I have six of them. And what I do is I'll go to a place to investigate and what I will um, do, I, I will set the cameras up and turn them on and anything that walks by that camera will take the picture okay without me being there so and that, that's what i like to do that's how i do it the trail cams to me are the best out there because cool. you can't manipulate it right yeah so uh michelle from the outer realm radio hello <laughs> hi michelle so hi, michelle Michelle is boss. amazing. She also has a show here on the UPRN network. So you guys be sure to check that out. I've been a guest on her show and she's actually returning to the Guiding Echoes radio show next week. She's going to be talking about spirit attachments and that's going to be a phenomenal topic. Hell yeah. So. Any, anywhere that Michelle goes is phenomenal. Anywhere she goes. <laughs> she is just the best. I love her to death. She is. All right. Yeah. 
So Lisa has a question. So she's going back to asking about paranormal shows. So okay. Lisa Hamilton would like to know, can watching a lot of paranormal shows draw spirits to me? And she says, I watch a lot. <laughs> <laughs> what That's do you think, cute. Sean? Well, uh, Lisa, no, not at all. I don't believe in that. Um, but, you know, you are very, very open-minded and, and you do have a lot. I'm talking to Lisa here. Um, so you actually, they you attract them to you without watching the TV show. Um, because you got the, you, you got the energy, hon, is what you got, you know, so, yes. So Spirit Souls Pass came on and said that he also like old, he also likes old school alone and connecting with spirits. So awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Spirit. That's the way to do it. Old, yeah. old school is the only way to go. I mean, for me, you know, because I've been, well, I've, I've been in the business longer than 2006, but on different types of the metaphysical, you know, stuff that um, I do believe that Spirit you know, led me to become a paranormal investigator. I have no doubt in my mind, no doubt. But I like old school. Well, I think that a lot of people don't fully understand what all is involved in working with the paranormal or working with spirit in general, because it does take a lot of energy, does take a lot of time, takes a lot of study. You know, it, it, it mm -hmm. takes a lot of devotion and passion to really mm -hmm. stick to this. And, you know, like all fields, there's people who get into it with self intentions and poor intentions, but then there's other people who are in it for the right reasons. And, right. um, you know, though the people who are in it for the right reasons are always learning, they're always devoting yeah. something more to, to learn. And, um, and yeah, and so it's, it's, and that's why I think no one really chooses this path. I feel that it's chosen for us because they, even though this has become more mainstream, even though people are far more open to talking about ghosts and spirits mm -hmm. and, and uh, hauntings, there still is a taboo about it. You know, a lot yeah. of people see this as just being trendy right now. And so being in this line of work can cost you, you know, friends and social life. Yes. And, um, and, it, and it's just honestly, spirit communication can be exhausting. Paranormal investigations can be exhausting. They're mm -hmm. fun and they're rewarding but they can take a toll. And so that's why, you know, a lot of times when people come to me and they're like, I'm just really drawn to this, or why would you choose that? It's like, nobody chooses this life. It's right. chosen for them. Exactly. And, 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 and that's the same with a paranormal investigate and spirit working. Cause I do work with spirit. We haven't talked about that lately, but um, do you get hungry? After you do a session with somebody, like seriously get hungry? Because I know after a paranormal investigation, if it's on a Saturday night, I go to the restaurant that has the buffet and I pig out. So what about <laughs> I you? Don't, I don't usually get hungry. I, I have one of two reactions after a, after a spirit communication session. I either get super hyper afterwards because it was such a good reading and the spirit I got to connect to was fun and my client was fun. So I'll be like jump jumping up and down bouncing off the walls if you can imagine that because i'm not hyper at all right <laughs> so, no, no, not, not me not me. No. um 
so I'll get like really super excited and have to go for a run or a walk or something. Or um, if it's a heavier reading, which can happen, I just mm -hmm. get exhausted. Um, right. And I don't normally get hungry afterwards, but I will get thirsty. Okay. I'll get, I get thirsty. hungry. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. boy, though, I'd pig out too at the breakfast buffets, man. I'm telling you what, I, I put down some food, but my favorite, my favorite, they don't have a buffet. I like chocolate chip pancakes. That's that's the deal right there. Choc chocolate chip pancakes. After that, Bonnie, she has a question, I do believe. She has a great question. So Bonnie's asking, by the way, hi Bonnie. Bonnie's one of my buddies. Do hi, people Bonnie. find <laughs> do people find their homes and the spirits are more peaceful after your investigation? Uh very that's a very good question. Um mainly peaceful, you know. Um, we, um, would, would go and, you know, the client would have a hard time because banging the doors and, and whatever really causing a ruckus. But, um, the first question, say like Nicole called me and she says, she's having all this stuff happening at her house. All right. The first word, first question out of my mouth is, are you remodeling your house? Okay. Now think about it. Right. So Nicole, we'll just say um, a very distant cousin passed away, okay? Or, or no, we'll make it a little bit more easier. Nicole bought a house where a person just died, all right? And so on this wall, this this person, like, polka-dotted pink, blue spots, you know, wallpaper, you know what I mean? And Nicole was like, this ain't staying here. This thing got to go, right? And so she starts tearing it down. Okay. And Which just for the record, I really would. If that's what was on the walls, it's coming <laughs> down. I agree. <laughs> and so what would happen, you know, that person is going to get angry and he's going to get very, very angry and he's going to cause a ruckus. And, and, and that brings up my point that I want to bring up right now. Okay. Um, a lot of people watch the, the movies, the TV shows. Everything's a freaking demon, right? You know what I mean? Everything is pure evil in the house. And, you know, I just shake my head. You know what I mean? I just shake my head and I'm like, no, it's just a spirit there that you did something to the house that they don't like and they're causing a ruckus about it. And that's how it goes. So anything happening really bad into their house is usually, I would have to put it like 95% of it's just uh, angry spirit, what's going on. Hmm? And some some spirits, they they want to be hard, you know what I mean. So it's like cool. And have you ever have you ever had an experience where the opposite happened, where you went to an investigation and things actually became more active? Oh yeah, uh, nastier too. Oh yeah, a couple times. So why uh, why might that happen? Well. Be, it, it it all depends. Believe it or not, it all depends. Um, it, like I said, you're a very nice person, but then when you die, you're going to be a very, very nice person in spirit world. Okay. Most of them were real assholes. Excuse my language. I'm sorry. Sorry, Joe. Sorry, Michelle. Um, honest to God that they, they, they weren't, a, they weren't a good person when they were alive. Right. So they're, so they're dead now in their spirit. They're angry and they figure I'm a spirit. You can't see me. So bring it on, bud. And 
you know, that's for another show. Uh, I, I do go and uh, I do clear the houses. I do go out. Um, you know, I do meditate myself. And I leave. I take my wolf with me. His name is Lakota. He's my spirit animal totem. And he's been with me for a very long time. And I also work with the angel Uriel, too. The archangel Uriel. So, Love Uriel. Yeah, I do, too. He, he's Love great. Uriel. He's mm -hmm. big, bad, and he kicks butt. Seriously. Mm -hmm. But they go whenever I go out, you know what I mean? And and spirit's funny that the the way spirit works is that um before, like at the early we we jump at every investigation at a house to go to, right? And it was like really draining me. And then all of a sudden spirit said, you know what? I'm just gonna send people who think who really, really need you. And that's true. You know, I might not get an investigation for two weeks, three weeks, and then all of a sudden pops and sends me an email. And that's like, okay, I need to go there and help them out. Yeah. You got some and, good questions tonight. Oh my gosh. Yeah. They have the best questions. So also I want to just take a step back because you said something that I thought was interesting. You talked about going back to the house to do a clearing. And that's another reason why it's so important for people who are new to being a paranormal investigator to do the research and join a well-experienced team. Yes, exactly. Yeah, if you're a new investigator and things get stirred up, you're not going to know what to do. And so, right. and that's something that, you know, in, in the entertainment um, media industry, they don't necessarily show the ins and outs of, of how to combat something like that. And so there's a lot of real world experience that people need in order to be able to um, be prepared for whatever could happen, like. Expect right. the unexpected type of thing. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, and Halloween is coming up. Okay. Halloween is coming up. So anybody out there who wants to go to a cemetery and take pictures to find a ghost, you know, please, 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 for the sake of all the paranormal groups out there, ask permission. Ask permission to go to the cemetery at night. Don't hop the fence because you hop the fence and it's going to put like a real damper for us to go and investigate cemetery. So please. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So Ashley has a question. She says, have you heard of water droplets landing on you out of nowhere? What is the significance? What does that mean? Oh, I'm glad you asked it. In fact, that's the first time I heard it. And I talked about it a couple of weeks ago on my show. Um, I do a lot of meditation and a while back I go out, to a park called South Park. It, it's a big park with woods, water, animals, right? And so I was sitting under a tree. It was 85 degrees out, you know, no humidity. It was a beautiful day. It was right about before dusk. And I'm sitting under the tree and I'm meditating. And all of a sudden, true story, true story. I'm sitting under the tree like this. And honest to God, I felt raindrops coming on my arm. And it took me out of the meditation, but I felt the rain, and, you know, it was on my shirt. And I'm thinking, what the hell is going on here? And, you know, I'm looking in the skies, not a rain cloud, nice sunny, right before dusk. The tree was crying. Mm -hmm. The tree was crying. You know, it was weeping. 
so um, to me, that is about the water droplets climbing up the tree. I really like telling that story because it's true, but it just goes to show, show you that trees, plants, flowers, they all have a soul. Do you know what I mean? They all are connected. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So also want to thank uh just be 777. Cool name. Love the numbers. And so she um just be gave us five dollars. Thank you very much oh. for the super chat. <laughs> love your channel, Nicole. Thank you so much. Um, and we love you too. All right, thank you. So we have uh let's see, Spirit Souls Pass has another question. If you have deceased loved ones photos out to see, does it help? uh draw their energy in yes absolutely 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 yep. yes absolutely um definitely if you want to take it a little bit further and this is something that i teach in my online course um embracing heaven connect with your friends and family and spirit if you want to take it um if you really want to magnify that energy then you can create basically what would be considered um, an altar. I like to call it a cozy corner because it just sounds more warm <laughs> and cozy. So what you can do is you can clear a space somewhere in your home, just set up a little table or TV tray. It doesn't have to be anything big. You put the picture on it, but you can also put some of that person's belongings or things that they would have really enjoyed. And when you do that, you're really building up the energy that really kind of has their energy signature already imprinted on it. So if you're mm -hmm. wanting to bring in the spirit of your loved one and really allowing that energy to get concentrated so that they can communicate with you easier and you can tune into their energy so that you can hear them easier, that is a wonderful thing to do. So pictures are great. Pictures alone, um, usually just attract them. It doesn't give them enough energy to um, manifest or talk or connect with you. But if you have some of their belongings, or again, just things that they would have been interested in, like, for example, um, my grandma collected uh, salt and pepper shakers everywhere she'd go. Uh, she would go get salt and pepper shakers and like really unique ones too, really super cute ones. And so what I did was I created a cozy corner with her and I don't have any of her belongings. So I went and bought like really cute <laughs> Um, you know, unique salt and pepper girly, shakers. Girly, unique, good. <laughs> do you have a thing for salt and pepper shakers, Sean? You know what? Every time when I do a, uh, a lecture, okay, I always tell people, if you want to go see ghosts, go to an antique store, okay? And the example that I give is salt and pepper shakers. I No lie, honest to Pete, I said... You know, you see, I'll tell the people I'm lecturing, I'm like, okay, you, see, you walk in, you see the salt and pepper shaker here sitting on the table and you like them. But you know what? There's probably a ghost attached to that. So if you buy them, the ghost that's attached to that salt and pepper shaker, honest to God, goes with oh my God, Honest to Pete, Nicole, honest to God. I would not lie to you on that. Honest to Pete. It, when you said salt and pepper shakers, I'm thinking... Oh, wow. This was like. Oh, that's amazing. World. I love synchronicities like that. That is yes. just the best. Mm -hmm. That is the best. Okay. Um, 
So Candace has a question. She says, hey, Nicole, hi, and Sean. Hi, Candace. Hi, I understand Candace. that people will have paranormal experiences and go into paranormal investigation. I cannot figure out exactly what I am. A sensitive or empath, you know, what kind of path? If you let your guard down for just a second, your beacon of light goes crazy. This is true. That can definitely happen. Why would you put yourself in that situation and risk the spirit or entity following you? I know you want to help people. I just don't understand. That's a, you know, that's for you, Nicole. That's for you. Okay. So Candace, I love this question because I think that that is a very responsible approach. I love this question because it's intelligent and because you're asking the right things. So you understand already from the gate that there is a possibility that a spirit or entity can follow you home. And you're being wise to that. So first of all, I want to say that's amazing because most people just jump into this without thinking about something like that. It's almost like if you were going to go down a dark alley at night and you're like, nah, no one's going to jump me. I'm cool. <laughs> you, know, you, you have to go with a taser or, you know, a group of people to make sure that you're safe. So the reason that anyone would put themselves in that situation is because the results are greater than the danger. And when I say the results are greater by the, than the danger, what I mean by that is, for example, with Sean, he's a paranormal investigator. So he's going to these different homes to help people understand what's happening in their house. So the desire to help people outweighs the fear that something's going to follow him home yeah, also exactly exactly yeah but also sean is experienced in this he has done his homework he's worked with other paranormal investigators so he knows what precautions to take to make sure that doesn't happen and if it does happen which sean you can uh, pipe in and let me know if it if it has taken place if it does happen he knows what to do to get rid of that spirit or he knows who well, to talk to well you know what after a while like i would say like again you called me and you said there's something really bad in the house well, what I do is before I even put my group member in that house, if I think it is a bad place to bring people that, you know, especially new people and some people who really are not grounded or, you know, spiritually protected, I won't, I won't bring them in. I will, they'll, they'll have to stay out or not go at all. I mean, yeah, because <laughs> my responsibility is my group members. Okay, that's my responsibility. And knock on wood, no one's ever gone home with attachment. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You've actually mentioned in one of your shows before that um, when you are investigating a location, if you feel that there's something negative there or dangerous that you won't bring a medium in. And when you said that, it actually... I, I have to say how much I honored that and how happy that made me because it's it's really unbelievable how many people will find a haunted location and then they'll reach out to medium like me and send me a picture and be like, hey, what do you think of this? And on, instantly, because I'm sensitive and I'm a medium, I'm triggered. <laughs> you know, I just get yeah. all these horrible sensations and heart palpitations, right. but um, you know, I used to know a paranormal investigator and he would go to some really shady areas. And one day he, um, one time he planned a trip to the conjuring house 
and wanted me to go. And I was like, absolutely not. There's too much there that can mess with me. There's, there's no way, like I'm too mm. sensitive. I would be easy to, to mess with. And this person just wouldn't take no for an answer. And I never went, but it was frustrating that they wouldn't take no for an answer. So I really appreciate that you look out for your team oh, in I that do. way, because mm -hmm. things can get really bad really quickly. Right. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. Certain locations you really don't want to mess with. So, um, you mentioned earlier, I do want to go back to for a second, because you did mention for people who want to get started as a paranormal investigator to find a good team and an experienced team. But there are teams who are experienced that, <laughs> that actually aren't very good, like if we're being honest. No, no, uh, no, you're right. You're right. So how can people know if they're a part of a good team or not? What are the things to look for? What are the things to avoid? The, the one... And this is me, you know, the ones that you do want to avoid and uh, are the ones that are that take it too serious. OK. Um, that what do you mean by too serious? Like give it like example. regimental. They got to be here at a certain time, stay in this room. A certain, you know what I mean? Everything's regiment, you know, gotcha. um, there's no flexibility. No, none this of all. This is how it is. Gotcha. Yes. And but. The good ones are the ones that you have fun because my group has fun. And I have I know a ton of groups out there that have fun when they do investigate. You know, it's OK to laugh. It's OK to go to the bathroom whenever you need to go to the bathroom. I should hope so. <laughs> well, some groups say no, no, no. And um, but it all comes down to the person who wants to. Um, I'm sure there's three or four different paranormal groups that in their state or their city, whatever. And just take a visit. Say, hey, listen, I'm interested in a join. Is it possible if I can come along on a couple investigations with your team and just to see if I really want to get it or start doing it? And always trust your intuition, everybody. Seriously, yes. trust trust your intuition. If you walk into that investigation with those bunch of people and you just like, I don't want to be here, then you go. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I love that you said that. And also, I want to add, do not be persuaded when you tell them, I don't think this is the right team for me. And they start practically begging you to stay by telling you, oh, but we've had 20 years together as a team and I was voted best mm -hmm. in this area and da 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 Because I've seen that happen a lot, too, right. where... Um, right will start you know throwing their i want to say badges of honor to explain right. why they're better than everyone else but if mm -hmm. but like you were saying if your intuition is saying don't go further then by god don't go further exactly <laughs> now my group me you know i will say I, i've had the group for 17 years okay i'm real well known on the east coast um definitely here in pennsylvania and pittsburgh and um and I, I, I like to keep a low, low profile like type of thing. What I'm trying to say is I'm very humble when I do this. Okay. I also have to remember that it's, you know, I'm just a body. I am what they call like a cocoon or something to where if I go in to help clear a ghost or whatever, it's not me. Okay. It's spirit up there, you know. He's just working through me. So 
uh, if you want to be in this business, you seriously, seriously need to be humble and never have an ego. Honest to God. Don't have an ego because you have an ego. Then all of a sudden, the other paranormal groups don't want to be around you, first of all. And second of all, you, you, you just would not succeed, you know. So, right. But no egos, no egos. So Candace just said, I have a ton of questions, like a ton, but thank you for answering my question. Well, Candace, I want to remind you that Sean actually has a show on UPRN <laughs> Network, and your show is in what, three hours, two hours, three hours? Uh, 11 p.m. Eastern. 11 p.m. Eastern. Okay. Because I'm on the West Coast, so there's a bit of a time difference. Three hours. Three hours. Three hours. <laughs> yeah. So Candace, be sure that you follow uh, Sean Kelly as well because he can answer those questions um the chat you know the uh youtube chat for the uprn network uh mm -hmm. is available on the youtube and facebook page for uprn so you can definitely connect with uh sean and ask some of those questions and that goes for everyone listening so if you happen to be listening in your car right now if you're driving home if you're if you're watching us on YouTube or Facebook or wherever you are, you can tune in in about three hours. You can ask Sean questions and uh, tune into his show into the night. She goes on YouTube. Yeah, on YouTube, Candace. Yep. You're welcome, Candace. <laughs> All right. So tell us a little bit more about how people can find you. Okay. Um, how you can find me is if you go to Facebook. Just go on Facebook and uh, look for the Pittsburgh Paranormal Society uh, Facebook page. Um, and you can send me a message with questions or, or whatever. And that's how you can get in contact with me there. I have no website. I like Facebook. <laughs> Facebook is kind of like the one size fits all. You can use it for everything. <laughs> yes. Thank you, Bonnie. Bonnie says, great job. Thanks. Thank you, Bonnie. Yeah. So before we go, we've got we've got three minutes left. I did want to ask you one more question. What is your most memorable in three minutes or less? What is your most memorable experience as a paranormal investigator? Uh, up in Gettysburg, um, there's a bridge up there, Sachs Covered Bridge. And uh, July 4th, 1863, this, the uh, Confederate Army crossed that bridge to go back into Virginia because they got beat. I got stabbed in the back by a ghost from Tennessee. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, How I you... saw the mark. You could see the mark on my back. Honest to Pete. And that, when you get zapped like that from a ghost, man, all that freaking energy, that hangs with you for about three or four days. It, it drains you up. But yeah, that, that was the coolest ever. That happened <laughs> so... to me. Were you able, in in addition to you know catching uh, catching evidence on your on your actual physical body, was there mm -hmm. anything else that popped up on cameras or EVPs nope. or no? Nope. Wow. Nope. 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 But I know he's there, and I've been going up there for like the last twenty one years. Okay, because I love it up there. I, it's just like my home away from home, um, and it's just like you know, I'd leave him a cigarette. And I leave him one match because he likes to smoke cigarettes in a match. And that's how, and it's funny because I go up there and he, he you know, he wants that cigarette, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, and that's how we communicate. Nice. Very cool. 
All right, guys, that brings us to the end of our show. Sean, thank you so much for joining. Thank you for today. having me on, Nicole. Absolutely. See, I knew this was going to be a fun show, and I was right. This was fun. This was fun. <laughs> so I'll definitely have to have you back soon. Also, remember to uh, follow Sean on Facebook. Go look for the Pittsburgh Paranormal Society and uh, be sure that you tune into the UPR network in two and three hours because he will be on Chasing Prophecy and, of course, his own show, Into mm -hmm. the Night with Sean Kelly. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank everyone. you, everybody. Thank, Thank you, you. And see y'all next Tuesday. <laughs>